Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Oh, I'm getting way too comfortable in here. Way too comfortable. In the loser's lounge? I feel like I got my own seat. You know, like it's. I feel like uh, I don't like the divot that your backside is left in the. Just sinking into it, becoming one with this chair. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the loser's lounge. Nuggets, third straight loss, this time to the Dallas Mavericks. A game that you never know. These ones add up, man. Dallas, the team are going to be competing with. They totally add up. They totally, they definitely add up. Three game losing streaks add up. Um, And there's plenty of breakdown. There's a lot of things that happened in this game. Um, Some good. There are actually some very good things that happened from this game that I'm very encouraged by. All right. But there's also some things that were not so good. Uh, Like the game? Yeah, like the game. Yeah, the game part was pretty bad. So we're going to go through all of that as the Nuggets drop 116-115 to the Dallas Mavericks. But first, we're presented, as always, by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DMVR. Dev says he made lots of money. Here's Superstar Dev. Was it on Luka? <laughs> I did make uh, money on Luka, but I went as under um, in the, like a live. Okay. Oh, live, okay. Yeah. All right. Um. The over. I, I made a lot of money on the over in that game, but not a fun game. No, it was not a fun not game. Not a fun game. Yeah. It was not a fun game. D-Line was having... D-Line's telling us, man, you guys have been too right in the oh, waves. Oh, well, but look I at me now. Saying, let me say this. You were riding away. I was sitting next to you. Yeah, I was, but I, I was, I was riding away with you. We were right. We were surfing together. Yeah, but like, I wasn't like saying that Maloney needs to be fired. Or oh, nobody's saying Maloney needs to be fired. Well, have you checked... Time. Are you well, spending, no, okay. you're spending I should say much, nobody said You're spending to too much time on Mastodon. Yeah. Well, Mastodon, back to, dude, Mastodon is us. melting down right now. <laughs> Mastodon is in full meltdown <laughs> mode over this game. Absolute <laughs> shambles, Mastodon. Um, yeah, so tonight the Nuggets uh, take on... This is the second... The, the thing that's tough for me is... We'll get to the quick recap in a second. We get to, what's tough for me is we talk about Michael Malone really wants to make home. You want to reestablish home court this year. Last year wasn't such a you know such a thing. You're coming on a two game losing streak. This is the second game, and it's really the second game in two weeks, but it's the second game this season where the Nuggets have lost to a team on the second night of a back to back. Remember when coming to Denver on the second night of a back to back was like, don't even pack your bags. You guys, we're gonna shut everyone down. You're too tired. This was the slowest freaking game you've ever seen in your life. So many foul. This game I could have played in, Dev. <laughs> this is the kind of game I would have loved to be in. I don't have to run up and down the court more than half one time down, take a break. One time down, walk it up. This was a slow-paced game. Yeah, all you got to do is be able to knock down an open shot because you're gonna get a, you're gonna get plenty of those. And there, the, and that's an interesting thing to to bring up here. So why don't we do a quick recap here? And actually, it's a lot of notes, so this might be a slow recap. Let me, keep me on time. Keep, keep me on time here, fellas. Um, the story of the night, and we're gonna get into this a lot. Hey, Mavs hey. hard doubling Jokic from the start. We've seen teams go with this strategy. What does it do? 
The Met, when they hard double Jokic, you're vulnerable to open shots, yes. But what you're really doing in this game, I thought, was daring the other team's secondary playmakers, Yoke's the primary, secondary playmakers to attack a scrambled defense. And Denver couldn't do that in large part because Jamal Murray wasn't on the court. But we'll talk about that here in a second. Mavs are also a very bad defensive rebounding team. And they play at the slowest play pace, and they're at... Uh, and they're playing on the second night of a back-to-back. So you know what you do there, in my opinion, one, one good, smart thing? Hit the offensive glass. Because yep. they're not going to punish you. They don't want to run. So you can go for the boards. Denver did not try to do that tonight at all. Vlatko, first sub in the game. Noteworthy. Played horrible. Mini run for Dallas in that first quarter. Denver was just turning it over. Also noteworthy. Denver, lots of turnovers tonight. Although a lot of those turnovers were, again, secondary playmakers. What happens once the ball gets forced out of yoke early uh, in the shot clock? Um, rough flat go minutes. Zeke had some, I thought, very good defensive possessions on Luka in that first quarter. I was actually impressed with him all night. He'll be a storyline, but it was 36-29 Mavericks in large part because of that run that the Mavs went on against the Denver Nuggets starters. Christian Brown in the game. He's in. He's back in the rotation. We called for it. Yeah. Um, Josh Green, by the way, who's kind of a big, it's funny, man. Josh Green has to go to the bench because he picks up three fouls in like one minute. And it might have been the worst thing to happen to the Nuggets because he's been shooting the ball well. But instead, you keep Dorian Finney-Smith on the court a little bit longer. And my God, that guy did not miss tonight. Um, and by the way, Mavs, not at all afraid of Denver secondary playmakers, but they're also hunting everybody in the second unit besides Zeke and Christian Brown. I thought this was, if you go back and watch this game, you'll notice the Mavs play a boring style. It's very effective, but it's very boring. They just hunt for the matchup they want and then attack them one-on-one with Luka, with uh, Dinwiddie. Those two guys just, or Christian Wood sometimes, those guys just hunt the matchup get the ball to the guy, and then go. And they were attacking Bones Highland first and foremost in this game. We'll talk a lot about that. Uh, Bruce Brown, they would actually hunt out Bruce Brown to go at him. I thought that was – there's something there we got to talk about. And then Jeff Green, they actually were hunting him out early on because Jeff Green was a step slow. I thought he picked it up, though, in the second half. Um, Bones in in with the starters, however, and he was hitting Jokic in stride. His offense tonight was incredible. I thought Bones Highland was prime Jamal Murray-esque tonight and how he was getting the ball to Jokic in the two-man game and then, of course, scoring on his own. But, of course, his defense was another story. And Murray was struggling. Even when he was before the foul trouble, Murray was having a really bad game on the offensive end. Luca four of six from the three-point line in the first half. That was the, that was the difference in the first half. All this other stuff happened, but Luca was on fire as well in the first half. 64-58 Mavs at the half. Nuggets with a run to start the half, though. The second half, they come out, third quarter. Guns blazing. Jokic, guns blazing. Murray got two fouls on one possession. So Mavs call a timeout because I think the Nuggets took the lead. Mavs call a timeout. Out of that timeout, Jamal Murray got two fouls on that same on one play. They inbound it. He gets a foul in the backcourt. Move the ball around. I think it was an offensive rebound. He gets a shooting foul in the corner, and he goes to the bench. And I'm telling you, Dev, in a game in which the Mavs were saying, we dare your secondary playmakers to, to beat us, well, your best secondary playmaker is Jamal Murray. He goes out the game, and it was a death nail for the Denver Nuggets. To me, that was the biggest moment of the game, and it really decided the game. Uh, Mavs caught fire. Denver, I thought, actually turned their defensive intensity up, but Dorian Finney-Smith could have missed. Tim Hardaway Jr. hit 4-3. They had four threes in a row uh, in that third quarter right after Jamal Murray got uh, you know had to go to the bench. But the Nuggets rally. Uh, Bones behind the back turnover. Do you guys remember this on yes. the break to tie the game? I thought that was a huge... Denver was rallying. They got down like 11. Then they rally all the way back. Bones behind the back to Christian Brown. A 90-mile-per-hour fastball that he just missed went out. Of, it was a turnover, and it, it stuck out in my mind because I'm like, damn, that was to tie the game. That was a big one. 
91, 86 Mavs at the end of three. And then here you go. Big minutes four. Bones Highland, Christian Brown, Zeke Naji, and Jeff Green. And I thought it was really good. Other guy out there was Jamal Murray. Murray was still struggling, but he was being aggressive, but it wasn't like exactly working out. Um, Jokic missed a three to tie. KCP missed an open three, wide open three in the corner to tie. Why are we talking about old stuff? I know. This, I'm just telling you how many times. Because we're going to talk about this game we're as if it was an inevitable. We're going to talk about all the stuff I, they missed. I'm just saying, we're going to talk about it as if it's inevitable. Listen to all these little margins that Denver could have had just one of them go their way. Jokic missed a three to tie. KCP missed a, a three to tie. Uh, Bones got beat back door on a really bad play where Denver played 23 and a half seconds of great defense. Bones got beat on a backdoor cut for a layup, and it ended in a crushing dunk. Uh, but then finally, Bruce Brown hits a Hail Mary three at the end of a bad possession offensively. And you thought you gave up on the game. We all did. They were down like nine. Bruce Brown hits a Hail Mary three to cut it to six. And you're like, okay, well maybe whatever. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith answers. Uh, Anyway, game goes back and forth. Mavs are up two. Jokic missed a free throw in the clutch. Mm. It was a killer. He goes one of two at the line. Uh, Denver had no timeouts left because of some rage timeouts that had happened earlier in the game. Denver has no timeouts in that sequence, and they're forced to rebound the ball, try to go the full length of the court. Jamal Murray only makes it to about half court before he puts a heave up. And like every other shot he took tonight, it did not go in. All right. I had to give... I know that was annoying because I had to give all of those pieces... Because it shows so much. But, Dev, what's your main takeaway from this one? Uh, my main takeaway is uh, the fact that Denver shot themselves in the foot yeah. um, a lot in that game. Um, plenty of turnovers, um, like you talked about, the missed free throws at the end of the game. Uh, Jamal played horribly. Um, you know, I, I just, I don't, I think they shot themselves in the foot, just um, did not close situational ball. It was not great. Uh, right. great. The thing that was so wild about um, them shooting themselves in the foot is I feel like this was a game that Malone did switch it up for once. Right. Um, yep. Tried a lot of new things, uh, threw things at Luka and, and the Mavericks, um, and they just kind of capitalized. So, like, um, I think that there was encouraging uh, moments throughout this game, which makes the loss, um, like, tougher. Uh, just because I feel like they played well, like, good enough to win the game. Um, but they knocked down a few more shots. Yeah, and you mentioned you know those other guys coming in. I thought they were great. We're going to talk about them a little bit later because they were a lesser impact on this game. But I thought both Christian Brown and Zeke Naji had very, very good games. You know, and did what they were needed. What's your big takeaway, Eric? That was so frustrating. It that was. was the most frustrating game I can ever remember. Like they, slow frustration. It was slow death. They kept getting right on the goddamn doorstep, and they'd make some terrible play over and over. They would dribble in, it into. Um, traffic, turn the ball over three times in a row. Like, it just everything that they could do to just... It, it, they just kept getting right there and then just doing the dumbest thing ever. Like, right. over and over and over. Or just being, like, deeply unclutched. Or just being lazy on defense. Or right. just, like, whatever. They That game was absolutely there for the taking for them. It was the second night of a back-to-back for the Mavericks. That should be a guaranteed victory for the Denver Nuggets. Um, and I'm so disappointed in Jamal. Like, he just looks... He just looks like he's, like... I don't know. Like he doesn't have the competitive fire, it seems. Because there's so much he, of like, dude, come on, this is the moment. Like, get, get mean. They were even hunting him on defense, and you're like, come on, man. We were just saying, like, he has no juice right now. He he's juiceless. No juice. Yeah, he's so My juiceless. man is juiceless. He's so juiceless, man. Oh. It is such a drag. Um, my big takeaway here is Jamal as well. And it's Jamal this one. Because I think if you look at the box score, there's going to be a temptation here to look at this and say, guys, Jamal Murray was a plus 15, the best on the team by a mile. And the point is, yeah, he was. 
He was. He should have been out there more. He should have been yeah. out there because, again, the Dallas's game plan tonight, I saw somebody in my mentions today, and I didn't reply to it. Somebody was like, Jokic needs to wake up. I'm thinking, are you watching this game? Are you seeing what's happening? Dallas is compromising their defense to, to say, Yoke, just get the... We're not letting you even turn. We're going to send two... As soon as the ball goes to you, we're going to send two bodies at you, and let's see what happens. And Yoke, I thought, smartly all night, put himself in position on the court to make the rotations the furthest, gets the ball out of his hands, and it's like, guys, it's four on three. We need somebody to attack. And when it was Jamal Murray was out on the court, even though he was off, you had a second guy that could at least get into the paint and collapse the defense further till you got something wide open. When he wasn't on the court, though, it's Christian Brown. It's it's uh, Bones Highland, who I thought did a good job tonight, but again, compromised you a little bit on the defensive end. It was Bruce Brown who's been in a little bit of a rut. It was KCP who missed some shots. It just wasn't guys that could take advantage of it. This was a game plan that said, we think you guys have one guy, one guy who could set the table, and we're going to do something so compromising to take the ball out, we'll see what you can do. And they would have beat him if only Jamal could have just stayed on the court tonight. <laughs> Stayed on the court, like in in which way? Sorry, because he, he was foul in foul trouble in that second half. I mean, he picked up those two fouls. First of all, he picked up fouls early in the game too, but he picked up those two fouls to start the third quarter and had to go to the bench with eight minutes and thirty four seconds and left and sit out the rest of that game of of that quarter. I feel like Jamal played too much in this game, so it's a bit <laughs> shocking, <laughs> really, that that you're saying that. Like, I really don't think he played well at all. Could not knock down a shot um, at all. Um, over, I mean, he was really bad. Like, over-dribbling um, a lot. Um, I feel like he uh, made it a point to just go at the refs the entire game, and that was, like, his game plan for the for the game. He's clapping after every single um, play. Um, dumb turnovers did not feed Jokic or right. just get the ball to the right man. So, like, I wish he didn't play as much as he did. I'm actually really shocked that he was a plus 15 in the too. game. Because I'm like, how? How? But because I'm, I'm telling you, it's because they shots. were over. It was a four on three, and you just needed somebody that could be like a secondary guy. I mean, that was really why it was. He didn't make the shots. He didn't. Yeah. But he at least was another guy that could like, okay, you're scrambling. Let me get into the teeth of the defense. Make the pass to the corner for the wide open three. And they made a couple of them, but they didn't make enough of them down the stretch. Man. <laughs> and the it, worst part is they lost. What did they lose by? One point. One point. One point. I hate this game. I, I know. hate everything about this game. It's really annoying. Here's another thing I will say: Jamal Murray looked to me painfully out of shape. Like so bad. This remind me actually of the Detroit game when they were just coming back from COVID, and you're like, well, you know, I was frustrated, but it was like, okay, well, at least you know, maybe they're sick. You know, I think it's just the sickness. Tonight he looked so tired. And here's my theory, Eric. I, I showed you shared this with you the other day. The Nuggets have not been home for more than two consecutive games all year, right? They've been yeah. on this crazy road trip. I think their conditioning is really bad right now. And Yoke even, I told you before the game, I'm like, Yoke looks a little puffy to me, man. He looks like a little, like he's put on a little weight. I don't think they've been in the weight room. When you're on the road every night, you play a game, you travel. You're there for one night, then you travel. Like I bet you they haven't been getting the right cardio. I, I'll bet you this is actually a, an unexpected um, piece of all of this is that they haven't had the opportunity to actually have their regular routine where you wake up, go to the gym, get it in. I mean, you get that every now and then on the road, but there's a lot of these nights that are arriving at places four in the morning. Like they still can't do it. So I think they're a little out of shape to be honest with you. Having just come back from Chicago, I can confirm being on the road. Yeah. Uh, adds some, but you were in the gym. I mean, Oh dude, I was in the gym. I mean, yeah, so. I was in the gym. I yeah. mean, was, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was in the gym. Yeah. No, Jamal Murray looked like he, like every time he was off the court, he's just, <laughs> just smoking butts and then just like come back in like ah, who wants some who wants some he really I mean I, there's got to be something to that they really did look like they were 
sluggish. They yeah. like they were just sloppy. They were they I mean this is just like a a peak like uh why do I do I even like the NBA? Like do I do I like the NBA, Adam? <laughs> I might do. well no, I do. actually you don't like the NBA. You I like do. the Nuggets. Yeah. I do like the Do I like the Nuggets? I leave yeah, it that I think you like the Nuggets. It, it I like Jokic. That's what it is. I do <laughs> like Jokic. Me and Jokic, like yeah. the top human being. But really just to stick on, on Jamal and, and the conditioning. I don't the even sluggish. It could be like the conditioning <laughs> and things like that and just looking sluggish. But he just does we had arguments and um he had his little stint that he like we we're like, is he back? He's clearly not back right now. He just Man. does not um, look like he himself. He was back. It's, he's I not he back. Was back. He's back to it's, not being hey, back. Hey, Dev, so, he's not back. He is he's not, not back. back. <laughs> like, his, he cannot, he, he does not cause any separation at no. all. I don't feel like we've uh, even seen, like, the, the footwork that we had arguments about for a while. Yes, um, I think he has the footwork. I just haven't seen it. it it's just too doesn't, slow. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it has not been working. I, I think that's what it is. His Dev, offense, I still got footwork, but it's not working. I'm not creating such separation. His offense is just not there. Um at all right now and it's i think so the other teams yeah. are now realizing like okay and it, maybe that's even why he has those good games because they're like okay we're just going to dare you to try to beat us like most you know sometimes it's going to work sometimes it's not it hasn't been working right now um and it just it doesn't look like i mean i'm not saying that it looks like he's getting worse because he's clearly not but he he doesn't look like he has that same um fire with them uh, the same type of movements the cadence is right. off um just looks out of it right now just disinterested yeah. um so i just want him to get back into that and also how do you get back into that like in the middle know. of the uh, of the of this right now i just think that he doesn't look good on offense or defense right now it's so true and like it's it's not that he's just missing or he's making terrible decisions like <laughs> he's driving into the lane there's yeah. three guys around him it's like he makes like the most like difficult, yeah. like attempt at a winding layup. Like he'll drive in. There's guys just waiting outside, wide open for three point. And he still insists on taking a circus shot at the rim. Like every, it just felt like this whole game. Like everything was so easy for the Mavericks, and everything yeah. the Nuggets did was just the most difficult version yeah. of whatever it is that they were doing at the time. It was just absolute torture. Yeah. <laughs> That is the that's one of the stories here is like if we go to the other side of the court, like Denver does like you try to get the ball popping and you have to enter the ball to yoke and sometimes that's hard. And then when they hard double, it's like, okay, they're compromised, but you still have to swing it around the horn and have guys who can know what to do and attack. Like it still takes some even when it's easy, which is what Dallas was saying, we're gonna overload and try to make it easy. It's still hard because you still have to make decisions and have guys who can make plays. Whereas Dallas, on the other hand, doesn't. They actually play, I think, the worst brand of basketball. But also the most simple, and I think there's something smart about the simplicity of it in that the ball's in Luca's hands. You got five out. You got five guys around the perimeter at all times, and there's a lot of ISO. Like They just set the table. They run a couple screen and rolls, get the switch that they want, spread, and then just attack one-on-one. -on -one. And it's like there's not a lot of opportunity for turnovers because you're not doing anything complex. There's not a lot of turn opportunity for you to get tired because you're not doing anything complex. And it, it, to your point, Eric, like it, they either make it or miss it in isolation, but it's not hard. It's easy to get it to it. Yeah, the thing that I love about that, like it's, I mean, I think it's the, the worst brand, but the thing I love is they have the ball in their best player's hand, and then he gets to make the decisions. Yeah. So then everyone else around him is trying to figure it out. But the best guy has the ball in his hands at all times. Everyone else seems to be on board with getting them the ball, and and then they could create for themselves. Um, and then there's games like this where 
someone else gets to step up and they knock down their shots. Tim Hardaway Jr. goes for 29, and that's only on 12 um, shots in the game. He's on they're knocking he down so three. Reeking on fire. Six of eight. Yeah. Three. Finney Smith, uh, he, he, he finishes with those 19 because he's knocking down all of and his Dinwiddie. shots and things like that. And then Dinwiddie gets to be who, who he is. Um, so I think there's something about just them knowing what their um, offense looks like and what it's going to be every single time. And um, Denver at times just does not have that, and you have to guess um, what's happening each game, and I think that's difficult. I think again, though, it just comes down to Jamal Murray because he's the oh, guy. Yeah. He's the guy that, as the point guard, like we've talked about this before, with Luca, you don't have to get him the ball; he brings it up the court. With Jokic, you kind of have to get him the ball, yep. and that shouldn't be hard. And that's Jamal Murray's job. Like if, if hey, if they're going to overload like you on that, then you're going to be able to attack this and and really be able to punish him. I mean, if you told. Donovan Mitchell, for example, hey, you have a guy that's going to take two, so you need to attack four on three. Like Donovan Mitchell will be like, are you kidding me? Every time I get four on three, every time, I'm going to score 50 every single time. And Jamal Murray, we know, can be that guy. Yeah. He's just not anywhere close to it right now. And that's what, so you mentioned the movements, Dev. He really does look like, like just like an old man game. You know, where you're yeah. kind of like, there's times out there where he's like wobbling or this or that, and you're kind of like, bro, are you hurt? Like, are you this or that? And I think it's just, again... Not in great shape and still not over whatever hump there is. So. Yeah, the last thing I'll say on Jamal Murray is um, we'll just go back to to like a Monte Morris. Um, at least when he was not scoring, he made it a point to get everyone else involved or he knew that that was, his, was not his night. Denver doesn't have a player like that right now. They need to score. They have offensive-minded guys, but there's not a guy that gets to set the tone on a night that they're not having right. a good night. And I think that's what Jamal has to find that balance of. On nights that your shot's not falling, and especially right now while you're working yourself through injury, at least be productive on your, your playmaking, be productive on your decision-making and getting others involved. You don't go... Um, 0 for 5 from 3 and 2 for uh, for 11. Like, hey, it's not your night. Try to get everyone else involved. He went plus 15 in this. He would have went plus 30 if he could just pass the ball and get everyone else involved. So uh, it's just, uh, I guess it's the processing for me. Yeah. You got any other final Jamal thoughts there? Uh, wanna... uh, let's move on, man. You want to just move on? You know what? All right. Uh, it was nice to see Michael Porter on the uh, side of the bench there. I wish I, he would be on the court. It would I be mean, nice. tonight, tonight was one of those nights, especially late in the game when there was all those corner threes that wouldn't fall. You're like, hey, that's Porter, man. You're just going to murder him every time. I mean, at, again, this is in part a Dallas Maverick strategy that probably goes way down the drain if you just have a 45% three-point shooter in the corner. It's like, oh, you're not going to scramble every time to have to go up against that. Um, I did miss Michael Porter. I also missed Vanilla Porter. Oh, Vanilla Porter Jr. A little Chris, uh, I would call it the official beer of winter. Remember, I said the Avalanche Amber Ale is the official beer of fall. Which we are we are in the winter going. of our discontent as it comes to Denver Nuggets fans. We are winter for me, like unofficially, has already begun. I know it hasn't actually begun for another like three weeks, but it's like come on, it's cold, it's dark, it sun goes down. Come on, eat. You kind of want to eat like put a lot. A, put on a little weight. Yeah, you kind of feel like to put it on a vanilla-scented candle and drink Vanilla Porter Jr., which you can get at Breckenridge Brewery. You can also get it here right at the DNVR bar. And, of course, you guys also know about Breckenridge Brewery's beer locator. Uh, if you go to breckbrew.com, you can just search uh, on the Breckbrew locator to find out where they have it near you. And they've got all kinds of good stuff. I mentioned the Vanilla Porter Jr. They have Vanilla Porter Jr. peanut butter, Vanilla Porter Jr. raspberry, all of these different <laughs> ones. You can actually go on there and just see all of the list of beers that they have, seasonal ales, whatever. 
and you could go through all of that and then just find out where they have it so you can test all of the different ones that they have breckenridge brewery you want to check them out also want to tell you guys about DraftKings sports book let me pull up that ad because i know we have a very specific one it's the time of year let's go it's what my, it's the, it really is the time of year. I thought we just discussed it was the time of year for putting on weight. It is. Well, Christmas. <laughs> uh, everyone's excited about the gifts, the holiday oh, spirit. Man. I can't. I'm just imagining the gift you're getting for me. Oh, what do you think it's going to be? Same as last year. It's going to be marbling. <laughs> marbling. No. Uh, you guys know. Uh, what about all the basketball? When I throw down on the NBA action, this sounds like my voice. When I throw down on the NBA action, it's got to be with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5. Pre-game money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Plus, everyone can combine multiple bets for a bigger payday with DraftKings same-game parlays. I always love when they have the, the boost. They've had it two days in a row. Is this a thing? Same-game parlay boost? We're, we're in another season of parlay boost right now. Parlay boost? I can't. I, I'm very excited for that. Download the app now and get it on the Holiday Hoops action. Sign up with code DNVR. Place $5 pre-game money line bet on the NBA team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Promo code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. By the way, Dev, CU or CSU, who's going to win at basketball this week? CU. CU is going to win? I guess so. <laughs> Look at the conviction. <laughs> wow. Because wow, neither, damn, neither, I'm going to take all my money right now. <laughs> neither one of those teams are good right now. Yeah. And they're they just uh, inconsistent. So yeah. I'm going to go with CU. Enough college hoops. Let's talk about the real players. Um, the next guy I want to get to tonight is Bones Highland because I thought that like Aaron Gordon had actually we'll get to Aaron Gordon really quickly. Aaron Gordon tonight goes for 27 points, eight rebounds, two assists, one steal. I thought he had a very good game. He went 10 of 13 from the field. That's why he's the DraftKings Sportsbook's king of the game. Oh, there he boy. is right there. Man, even the DraftKings Sportsbook photo is not that good. Yeah, it's like him Getting, struggling through traffic. He probably that was probably a turnover. It's definitely a turnover. <laughs> um, but you know, there that's that's what we got. <laughs> probably moved a guy out of the way and dunked it. Actually, that's what, you're right. Oh, that's dude. what we've been seeing from him right that's now. True. Like he's, he's such been a beast, playing man. so well. Like, yeah, he's a beast, really. Uh getting to the rim and scoring with ease. Like his offense is just kind of coming comfortably. He even had a pull up three pointer with a guy in his face. Yo, Yo did not like that one. None of us did. <laughs> I actually screamed no, but he made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we all screamed no. They went back to the bench. The whole bench was uh, like shocked about that one. Michael Porter uh, loved that one. He was like, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the exact yeah, one yeah. that I would have did right there. But no, like he's been he's been taking a, a advantage of all mismatches and, and just scoring um, with ease. Um, he's also, that was a good defensive game for him. Like he really made Luca work. Um, I feel like they threw a lot of different looks at him, and he just was, like, stout on that end of the floor. Um, got to the free throw line. Just playing, like, a like a lot more aggressive. Like, he's he's playing his best basketball right now, and it has not slowed down. Right. Uh, I mean, and it's great. So He's the um, second best nugget this year. He really is. Easy. I yeah. think easily. It's, easily. It is pretty easy. It's not, not even close, It really. started off like it, it was like, man, is, is this going to be the MPJ year? Right. It's, yeah. It's the AG well, year. He, well, MPJ hasn't been there. I will say this. MPJ, I feel like his value is rising as we go with further and further without him. Like yeah, you see, like we need that we need that space and we need somebody to just be a dead eye knockdown shooter from the outside. Like we we miss our porter quarters for sure. We didn't oh get any Murray God, flurries. We did we didn't sure. need that. Um just just to finish up with Gordon on, on my end, uh I feel like they uh they should have went to him a little bit more in the second half. Yeah. Like I feel like he just offensively they didn't the ball didn't find him. Uh, maybe he just kind of was relaxed. 
But, like, it was working for throughout the whole game. So, like, why not just go down the stretch and get him those mismatch and try to score um, a little bit quicker with him. So, I, I wish he uh, got the ball more. I, I mean, I that was going down the stretch, you know, you just wanted Jokic to take over. He was getting doubled hard. You wanted – you just wanted the Nuggets to, to, to be strong, like yeah. to, to go and, and take it to the Mavericks, like to – take advantage of the fact that this was the second night of a back-to-back in the Mile High City, like, and just play them strong, make them run, like, all of these things, and they just weren't doing it. They were just really content with outside shots. They were just, you know, I... I I mean, this game aged me. I really really feel like an older person after uh, after this game went. You are are an older man. (laughs) I honestly thought Yoke was good in this one. Again, a team makes that decision. I do think the job is to... Pick the spot on the court to make them most compromising. Get it out of there and trust your guys. And Denver, like, here's the thing. Denver had 115 points tonight. I don't know what their offensive rating, but this was not a fast game. No. I can look it up while we're while we're talking here. But I thought Denver, you know, did, did an okay job with this. Um, let's go to, to the guys that were more interesting, which I thought was the bench unit tonight. And we'll start with Bones Highland, who tonight was offensively was incredible. 20 points. Five assists, four rebounds, two steals, one block. That's a hell of a stat, stat line, especially yeah. when you put it in there, seven of 15 shooting and five of 10 from three. It is underrated how easily he gets threes up. Getting 10 three-pointers up in a game is a hard thing to do, and he gets them up so easily, and to make, be able to make five of them. His offense, let's just stick on the offensive end for a second, but his offensive game tonight I thought was like extremely impressive getting the ball to Jokic and just scoring on yeah, everyone. He's just so confident. Like, he's a, a microwave scorer. All he yeah. needs to do is see one um, shot going, and then he gets himself going. Um, he's he's into the crowd and, and, and energetic and making sure that, you know, they they fill him. Um, and also, there was, like, a stretch that he just was, like, just comp- competing so hard yeah. um, where um, I, I felt like they were rallying. That, that pass – Really, if they finished that right there, that was like a forced timeout. Oh, thing. Like all the tough momentum. One. That was a tough there. one. Yeah, it that's, really was. That's why it was so tough because he was yeah. playing so well offensively and just hitting everything. He didn't care from how deep no. um, he's getting into the lane. And he also he made uh, Dallas have to think twice about continuing to send that double team because he was a guard that just continued to um, penetrate the defense, uh, right. put them on their heels, um, and then it just kind of shifted uh, at times. Um, so it was great to see him come back and play like uh, like well on the offensive end and just have that uh, that that confidence. Yeah, like that turnover was so brutal. But I agree. Like he looked great. Bones looked great. He really just feeds off of the home crowd. He yeah. really is like that. I mean, he's a pure vibes player. Like yeah. truly, he's like the absolute vibes meister of the Nuggets. He brought them back from the dead at a certain point. I agree with you. Like his that pass uh, the the pocket passing that he had with Jokic on the, the pick and roll. Automatic. Like so clean, so quick. It looked it looked exactly like a vintage Jamal Murray and, right. and, and Nikola Jokic. Like get, hitting him on the roll, hitting him with speed. Like it was great. It was really impressive to see. And like it just. If you get the ball to Jokic in that spot. It, I mean, it was. Then the, the, the teardrop. Wrap. Done. Complete wrap. That's also how you get Yoke going, is you give him that. That's like his favorite. You know, everybody has a favorite shot. You give Jokic two of those, so it's like, okay, he's going off. I mean, the Nuggets, it's funny. I would. That's how I would draw up if I was the Nuggets' first couple of plays. Like, get Jokic a couple floaters from about seven feet straight on, because then he won't miss the rest of the night. Bones did a good job of that. But that was the offensive end. Right. 
There was another end of the court. There Dev. was another end of the court. Actually, Eric, I'll let you start. I'll let you start. Well, I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't. There was a lot of time for like he would run out at shooters that just didn't even see him. He's too small. Like they were just shooting right over him, uh, hitting threes. Like, I don't mind his perimeter contest. Some guys, yeah, you're right, but I, I, there were mo- there were times man. during this that he was he was getting steals. He got a block. Like, yeah, I mean, he, he was like, up, yeah, he competed. He competed. That's what I mean. I can't fault him for for the effort. This is like a. Composo thing like at a certain point like he's just not big enough to guard some of these guys like they were hunting him all the time they were trying to get luca on him all the time um and i i just don't even know what you do frankly luca is one thing because Luca's really good like come on man like yeah luca's gonna cook everybody like christian brown tonight i thought was great we'll get to him in a second but you know luca still gave him the business sometimes but so luca's one but it was like dinwiddie and it wasn't even just Dinwiddie. It was like inside. There was a couple plays where you're like inside, and yep. you're just kind of like, man, that's a no hoper. Yeah. And and um, so th- it, I don't know. Is it just that, or was it more than that, Dev? I really think it was uh, just that, honestly, because I really feel like the effort was there was from him. him. Like I do think that he was steal. playing harder. Um, yeah, he had that steal on Luca. The behind the back was a Luca steal where he yep. got out in a, on fast break. And I just feel like um, momentum got the best of him, where he, you know, just threw it too hard. Because if he, it's one of those ones where if you get a regular layup, it's pretty dope. But if you get a behind the back layup, behind the back, it was just like it was too hard. Um, But you really, you can't fault him for that because he's the one that worked to get them the ball, and that it just would have been nice for them to get it. But I do think that he played hard and tried. the 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 issue is, other teams know he's too small. Other teams know that they're going to go after him and they can go after him. And that's where um, the work has to come for him. That's where the um, progress has to come, where he he has to say, no, you're not going to just uh, hunt me every single time with other guys. Like, right. I really do. Again, everybody's going to get hunted by Luca. He doesn't care. He's the, he's the best at it. It's the other guys that was deciding to hunt him. And it just gives uh, another wrinkle in their offense where they could just try other things, and that's where they were trying to go after him. So I do uh, applaud the effort and, and hope yeah. he continues with that because that's how you're going to be able to stay on the floor. Um, but that's just something that he has to look at, like, hey, teams are trying to come after me. I have to get better on that end. He knows it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, he's talked about it. But also, Dallas is a team that, that's not, like, complicated. I think they're the easiest team to analyze. It's like, oh, they're – Bones is over there. Hey, your guy, come set a screen. Okay, now now he's on the ball or whatever. A lot of those were Dinwiddie too. You got nothing to add? I don't know, man. Like I, I people. I saw some people saying this. I'll throw you this one. People were like, "You can't win with Bones on defense." I don't think that's true. It's absolutely not true. Like we've won many times with Bones on defense, and he made winning plays down the stretch defensively. The steal, like things that are like yeah. high effort plays, like. When it comes down to it, the Nuggets really need to lock down. More often than not, it's like just pure effort and hustle. Like, and, and Bones can be at least a deterrent. Like, if he can just get keep guys from driving in deep. I and mean, once you get Bones in deep in the lane, I mean, there's really like not much he can do. But there's a lot he can do to be disruptive. There's a lot he can do to be just get into passing lanes. And there's a lot he can do to like just get hands up in guys' faces, which he does. And I, I just didn't see him as a huge liability on the defensive end. I just, I thought, I mean, I, I, I'd look a million different places besides Bones when I was looking at, like, what 
yeah. what cost this game. Not, for not, the yeah. not everybody plays the style Dallas does. And I think Dallas is an especial, like, especially a team that is especially looking for the mismatch or this or that. And that's where it make, it's hard on bones. Most teams are not content to let just all their guys ISO all the time. Like, even Denver, it's not always just looking for Murray to get an ISO, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we're not, that's not the plan. Dallas is. I will say this, though. I'm growing concerned about the pairing of Bruce and Bones. And on paper, you think, okay, Bruce, defensive guy, connector, this or that. But both of them are just so small. That's the thing is tonight you're going up against a team that does feature a lot of wings. Like People have talked about Dallas being a poorly constructed roster, and it is in terms of like overarching talent. There's not like that much talent. But it is a bunch of long guys. Again, that's like it's a formula in the NBA. Like The NBA has a couple cheat codes right now. Five out is a cheat code. It's so hard to guard because there's so many good shooters in the NBA, yep. as evidenced by Dorian Finney-Smith and Tim Hardaway Jr. going nuclear from the three-point line, Josh Green shooting 40%. There's so many good three-point shooters in the NBA now or guys that can become that. And so if you play five out, it's kind of a cheat code. There's so much spacing. Uh, but another cheat code is just get six, eight guys. If you have a bunch of them, <laughs> yeah. other teams are going to have a Bruce Brown that's like just way dwarfed by you, and you can throw it over the top, and there's nothing they can do. Yeah, six eight guy that can knock down the the three. Yeah, right. Six eight with the ratchet, you're gonna be very tough. <laughs> which uh, to beat. Which brings me to the most interesting point today. That was not less pertinent, but it's very interesting one. Christian Brown. I was worried. Christian Brown and Zeke Naji got their opportunity tonight, and I thought they were extremely good. In fact, I thought they were so good tonight that when you go back and watch this, Dallas was switching them both off ball like they were picking other guys they were like that's not who we're trying to go against now luca did take it got a couple and ones including some like oh my god some of the softest stuff i've ever seen like luca gets some crazy ones especially relative to yoke or whatever and this game was especially soft but i thought both of those guys tonight looked big they looked mobile they looked great defensively offensively they're going to be somewhat limited or whatever but you know what if you can knock down shots and be out of the way sometimes that's okay in today's nba i thought both of those guys looked like they belonged on the court tonight after not being in the game for several games. Yeah, it was great to, to see them get minutes. Also, um, they answer the thing that you need, especially in these type of games, um, effort and defense. Like, they're, they're playing hard. Um, they're using their body. They're using their size. They're physical. Um, you know, guys are going to, you know, it's a, if it's an offensive league, so they're going to be put in, in situations that they can't overcome. But the energy was completely, like, completely yeah. there. And also – um, they made it that guys around them um, felt secure where um, it's not like, hey, you know, I have to help side this guy the entire time because um, he's outmatched and things like that. So um, just being able to continue to give those small minutes, even if it's not super long, um, it just gives you an extra guy that you could throw out there at a person and um, give them some length, give them some uh, some uh, just other looks. And I just feel like they gave other looks. Yeah. Christian Brown was great tonight. I thought, like, he can guard, man. He can really guard. I mean, I I, I don't trust him at all on offense, but yeah. he did. He did have that three he knocked down. He had that like nice drive to the to the basket, it, yeah. like, which you know, I that's mean, all you it, need. that's really all you. Need. I mean, we're, we're nice to be. He also scored one more point. Anybody had scored one more point. But are you nice. like? So here's the thing, though. A good defensive player just seems like guy that's so hard to turn guys into good defensive players. He's there already as a rookie. He's like yeah. a really really good just at guarding people. The question is, can he get to be? He's not. I don't know if he's going to be a great offensive player, but can he be a guy that just shoots like thirty-seven percent from three, and then has like a little bit of a handle so that he can attack a scramble defense or something? That's. I, I just feel like 
the path to him being a starting caliber NBA player is not that hard. It's just not that tough to me. And tonight he played really good minutes against an incredibly tough matchup. And again, he just looked big. Like Gar- Luca's huge. Yeah. He didn't look dwarfed by Luca. No, he also didn't look intimidated by Luca. That's the thing. Is well, like he takes that one on. Yeah, he's just. That's the thing that to me that's been most impressive about him this year is that he is just. We were talking before, like he's just not shook he's right. just like he doesn't get emotional like he does, the game doesn't speed up for him uh the way it does other rookies um and he just he's like not flappable right it's crazy it's impressive like he, we we've always said like we expected him to come in and be the guy that's talking to be like the grace and allen type that, that, that everybody compares him to just because he's a, another white guy right, yeah, with, hair. But like, with hair but like he's not he's just like unless maybe maybe that's the next phase of his game but when he starts to feel more comfortable but he just comes in he's a he's quiet uh and he's just stays in front of guys he doesn't bite on uh on head fakes which is awesome and um i don't know it, it is nice to see him get some minutes like you know you can't put any of this loss on him for sure oh for sure not and, and he was even a plus five tonight in his 16 minutes which is kind of a telling stat i mean i don't know that he needs more than 16 minutes like that was Probably the appropriate amount. I mean, of minutes. We've, seen, we've seen times there's been games where he's like even you've seen more and more confidence in his shot. Right, right. That the, the shot feels like that's what's going to take the most amount right. of time. That's what's going to take the most like maturation and like the most just minutes, like yeah. the most seasoning for him to get to that place. Which you know, I mean, you hate you hate that you're in a place where you have to rely on the hustle of a rookie, but like that's kind of where we're at, right? Yeah. So I like Christian Brown. I thought did a very good job. And then Zeke Naji. I mean, he's got to put a little bit more production up. He only had two points, one rebound, one assist, one block in his 14 minutes, which isn't great. He was a minus three. But again, he's out there to be a defensive player. I would like to see him make a little bit more of an impact on just the, the boards and maybe on the scoring if he can get – in particular on the offensive glass. Like tonight, I know Denver is just not grabbing a lot of boards on the offensive end, but I thought like he was kind of easy to box out on that end of the court for whatever reason tonight. Maybe – the whole team is so focused on getting back in transition. I think it's a little bit of a overcorrection, but nonetheless, especially on a team that doesn't get in transition at all. Um, but at the end of the day, it really wasn't anything to do with the bench guys. It was the turnovers. And again, when I say that they were getting the ball out of Jokic's hands, usually when the Nuggets have a lot of turnovers, Jokic has eight, he has nine, and something like that. Jokic had two tonight. Oh, he had three. He had three turnovers tonight. <laughs> Instead, you get turnovers from everyone because everyone else had to make decisions tonight and everybody else uh, was turning the ball over. Uh, on the other side, though, I do want to talk about a couple of things with the Nuggets. Like, hey, this was George. I know George Carl right now is like fuming as he watches this show <laughs> because George Carl loved the altitude. He loved Denver, yeah. and he loved a team that Taking would run advantage. people off the court. And this is a trade of the Denver Nuggets. They don't do that. Nope. This was the easiest back-to-back that has happened in Denver since two weeks ago when the Knicks came in on a back-to-back and also like – had more energy in the Nuggets. I want to talk about that. And are we leaving something on the table? But first, I have something great to tell you guys. Oh, Major dude. announcement. I'd love to hear this. We got Illegal Pete's back. Oh, <laughs> we got Illegal Pete's back. You guys know this is like my favorite one. Uh, I, Eric, you go ahead and give a little peek behind the curtain. How frequently am I eating Illegal Pete's here? At the uh, much more frequently than some of you would want to see behind the curtain. <laughs> We're hyped to be teaming when up I, with... If I, if I see Adam, there's... Uh, 
more, I would say an 85% chance I also see queso. That's right. A little bit of queso, man. That's what I get. We are hyped to be teaming up with local legends, Illegal Pete's. Here at DNVR, Illegal Pete's is always our go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. You can't beat their endless option for fresh ingredients and the strongest margaritas around. Man, they're, mar- they're always popping, by the way, with margaritas. Yo, I, I could, love a good margarita. Dude, I could go for a good margarita. I, go. I had the uh, reverse nachos uh, at lunch, which oh, is yeah. just the, they put all of the toppings yeah, in a thing. bowl, and then you get that's a what you thing get too. I had it for lunch. I don't know that I'll ever eat again. I'm still so still unbelievably so, so, full. <laughs> that's the actual cheat code, Dev. Is you get the reverse yeah. nachos around one o'clock. Only meal you need. No breakfast. Skip breakfast. <laughs> skip dinner. One o'clock. <laughs> you're good to go for the rest of the day. Um, you guys though, they got the happy hour from three to six every day with locations in Colorado and Arizona. The only thing bad about illegal Pete's, we have to share them with PHN. That's the only thing that's that's not good. <sighs> well, listen, there's there's worse things. There's well, there's worse things. Illegal Pete's is hooking you all up with a little something extra this year. Spend a hundred dollars on gift cards, and what do you get? Twenty five dollars for free. I love this deal because it's like you buy a hundred dollars in gift cards for your friend. You're really just buying it for yourself. What are you, what are you going to do with your twenty five dollars worth of queso? <laughs> that's a lot of queso, man. I'm going <laughs> to keep going there all the time. I also want to tell you guys about Pins and Aces, the official golf apparel partner of DMVR. We love our pins and aces gear and get tons of compliments on and off the course. That's me. Always getting compliments on the course. For my swing. You just can't. For my Cobb salad. Walking around Adam is just like a compliment here, a compliment there. Like so many compliments. I'm telling you. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even our favorite beer sleeve. An innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag and keep drinking cold the entire round. Our golf guys, by the way, follow, if you're on TikTok, if you guys TikTok, follow Big Drive Energy because they make hilarious TikToks. One of which they demonstrate the giant container of alcohol that they allow you to. It looks like it's really cool. Um, <laughs> check out pinsandaces.com. Use promo code DNVR to receive 15% off your first order. Get free shipping. Guess what? Great idea for the holidays. You want to get a little pins and aces for that golf person in your life? Pinsandaces.com. And then lastly, we have a third one here, guys. The Game Time app. You guys know us right there. The link in the description of this show, you get the Game Time app. And if you click that link, you're going to get the greatest deals on Nuggets tickets, Avalanche tickets, whatever it is, tickets you're looking for. The Nuggets are home for the next month. There's so many games. I promise you that the city of Denver is going to have Nuggets fatigue. Sadly, I wish this weren't true. But the Nuggets are going to be home so much that there's going to be games where you can hop on there and find like $4 tickets to the Nuggets if you're up in the top. Or you can get lower levels for like $40. So just hop on game time, especially right before tip-off. Right before tip-off is when all the prices drop. People are just trying to get rid of the tickets or whatever. You can get them for such a great deal. Take advantage of the... The, the lack of faith. The lack of faith. That's Pray upon true. the soft. For the, the weak, the meager. Uh, the Game Time app. You guys want to check them out. You guys know them. Longtime partner. All right, guys. We got a couple super chats. We'll get to them in just a second. I just want to say this. I teased it a little bit. George Carl loved the altitude because it was such an advantage. And I'm telling you, I hate how much the Nuggets play slow. We always talk about... There's not that many things that can go different between how a coach coaches or a philosophy or this or that. But one of them is just the risk reward factor. And Malone is so far on the risk mitigation side of like, we need to get back on defense. And if it costs us offensive rebound, Nuggets used to be the number one offensive rebounding team every year for five years with Jokic. All of a sudden they're just mediocre. That's because that scale got turned to the other way of like, hey, we don't want to risk getting beat in transition. And then the same with playing fast. Why don't you play fast? Because every now and then a guy throws a behind-the-back pass that goes into the stands. It's like, we don't want to do that. And we have a great half-court player in Nikola Jokic that they score anyway in the half-court. So why do that? Well, why do it? 
is because when a team used to come in, you guys remember this, a team used to come into Denver not that long ago, Ty Lawson, Ken, Kenneth Fareed, Andre Iguodala, this guy, Danilo Gallinari, you come in on a second night of back-to-back, and the coach would be like, we're not playing our starters tonight. There's no oh, hope. Yeah, There's no hope. Are you kidding? Straight track meet. Track meet. Ty Lawson. It'd be first quarter. It'd be like 40 to 23, and the head coach would look around and be like, yeah, not tonight. Yeah, 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 we're not doing that. <laughs> Man, you walk into Denver a second night of back-to-back, and you're like, this could be easy. They're, they walk the ball up the court. They don't ever go for offensive rebound. They're going to play slow. To me, this is a real thing, man. And I don't think you, you can't change that overnight, but it's it's a trade of the Michael Malone era where I'm like, why are the Nuggets the easiest team to play in Denver? Uh, is some of this Jokic. I mean, you're saying like early yep. on it was just coming. I mean, Jokic. Uh, the, the, so I'll give you a stat, actually, that, that negates this. On second spectrum tracks, when a player crosses half court, uh-huh. when they bring the ball up, fastest on the team, Nikola Jokic. Slowest in the NBA, Jamal Murray. The and by the way, NBA. for the third straight season now, his last healthy season, slowest in the NBA. Season before that, slowest in the NBA. Yeah. It, but it's not just him, by the way. Bones Highland also slow, really slow at this. I think it's just a point of emphasis. Deb, you know this. If you can walk the ball up the court, you're going to walk the ball up the court. If your coach is like, Deb, get it up the court, that's when you're like, okay. Yeah, it, it has to be a point of emphasis. And it also, it, it, it's unfortunate that they're not getting out and running because like you, got, like you said, um, teams used to look at their schedule or know that they had a back-to-back and say, hey, this is a game that we're going to rest um, a specific guy because we know it's it's actually like a health concern to be able to go into altitude and have to run like well, that, yeah. um, and things like that. And they're not using that to their advantage. Like there's a reason that, you know, those Ty Lawson teams and, and Kenneth Fareed, um, they were having good at home um, records yeah. because they're, they're using that to their advantage. Um, there was also like bitching about how it was an advantage for Denver to be able to use that. You haven't heard that in a long time. They don't even talk about it. Like, you need to use that altitude where um, teams have to um, make a decision if they want to do those things. There's no reason that um, you should come to Denver on the second night of a back-to-back and be able to hang or compete or even push the pace. I feel like teams are pushing the pace against them at home. It just doesn't make sense, especially when you have guys like Jamal, you have guys like Bones. Those are guys that can get out and run. Um, get out and especially with Aaron Gordon, he, he plays the same type of uh, way where he could play uh, above the the rim and things like that. And then you just talked about Jokic being able to do that. So why not just give it a try for a little yeah. bit to just see if that works? Um, and then you don't have those type of turnovers because they're getting used to it. Yeah, I I don't mean necessarily that Jokic is himself slowing it down, but I just mean like the fact that the the Nuggets have become such a half court offense and it's sort of they like, should be though. But, but you, but I mean, yeah, but I know you, you get, get in, into in, your set. Yeah. Yes. But I, I, I feel like they've gotten to the place where they're like, okay, we're going to get up. So, uh, you're right though. They just need to get into that quicker. They, they've gotten, I guess, maybe a little bit lazy, a little bit like sluggish. That's I just don't think like it's a point of emphasis. It's like, it's a thing that if you're, cause I asked Michael Malone about this at practice the other day and he was just like, well, if you look at our half court offense, it's effective. And my whole thought is. Yeah, I know. But it could be more. But no, not that it could be more. It's that there's auxiliary things that happen when you wear a team out. If a team gets scored, if you score on a team every time in the half court, but they're not tired, it's like, well, that sucks. But whatever, we got rest. So at least we got something out of this possession. Whereas if you're wearing a team out, then they walk the ball up. Then they play dumber on the offensive end. And then lastly, here's the craziest thing. Dallas Mavericks on a second night of a back-to-back. Dorian Finney-Smith, 35 minutes. Luka Doncic, 37 minutes. Nobody on the Nuggets played more than 34 minutes. 
Like, how crazy is it that the starters, who, by the way, are the ones that won, like Jokic a plus two, Murray plus plus 15, Caldwell Pope plus one. Like, these are the guys that win their minutes, but they played less than the guys on a back-to-back? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's always Denver, too, by the way. If you look at their starters, they're always let fewer minutes than, than most teams. Just something to kind of take note of. I think I heard a phone call. Oh, we have uh, the man with who the is his hair live from Ball Arena. Oh, oh, my goodness. There he is. Handsome, as always. <laughs> what's up guys wow that was a weird echo um hey man so do you have before you take us in there um just what's the vibe man tnt game what, what was the vibe there tnt game good crowd i thought crowd was pr- pretty loud when they needed to be tonight it was a game that the nuggets could have had they were in position unlike they were against the Hawks and the Pelicans. Right. They were right there. And, um, you know, they had Dallas on the second night of a back-to-back, like you guys were just saying. They had their chances. They had their opportunities and just just couldn't close. Couldn't close down the stretch. It was um, it was definitely frustrating to watch, and, and you could feel that post-game, too. There's definitely some frustration in the locker room, for sure. Really? That's interesting. Let's get to that, then. Yeah, we'll start with Michael Malone. Um, he started by saying, look, there are no moral victories. Um, and at the end, he said, we wish we had another timeout. Um, that's on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and then he said, that's on me. Um, yeah. But uh, I like that. Good of, job. I mean, wh- did he explain why he was out of timeouts? No, no, he didn't. Um, he did not. I think he used one to get Bruce Brown back in the game with like five minutes left or something, and then he used his other with like 16 seconds left. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. He didn't really expand on that, though. Uh, but his kind of overall message was, look, we can't beat ourselves. 17 turnovers for Denver tonight, leading to 23 points for Dallas. Um, that's very similar to what happened in the New Orleans game, too. Okay. Yeah, for sure. All right, what else do you have to say? What was his yeah. mood, too, by the way? Because he's been hot the last four games or three games. He was – I wouldn't say he was hot tonight. I wouldn't yeah. say he was hot. Disappointed, though, very disappointed, but not, like, as hot as he's been. And just kind of more on the turnovers. He told his players kind of in the lead-up to this game that, you know, Dallas, they like to shrink the floor defensively, and he had stressed that Denver can't play in crowds. And he said a bunch of their turnovers tonight came from just trying to dribble through people and playing in crowds. So um, he said bad passing, bad spacing, over dribbling, all of that contributed to the turnovers. Yeah, he's right. Um, just defensively, he said he said they had moments. Uh, we had good possessions, but it still wasn't good enough. And he was just kind of expanding on that, how you know Denver can have good defensive stretches and then just totally lose it. And he said that's kind of been our issue this year. We've had moments. We've had quarters, halves. We had some games. It just hasn't been consistent enough uh, this season. He said he liked the energy that Christian Brown and and Zeke Najee played with tonight. He reiterated, like he did pregame, that he needs to play Christian Brown more. Um, I thought it was kind of funny. Christian Brown goes from out of the rotation the last couple games to like being inserted for a key defensive possession with like 10 seconds left <laughs> right. in the fourth quarter yeah. i thought that was pretty funny um but it seems like he will definitely stick in the rotation 
uh, thank God. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> so funny. And then the final one from from Malone talking about Jamal's night. I mean, Jamal obviously struggled offensively tonight. I thought he had those two defensive possessions against Doncic in the post late. I thought were awesome. Yep, those were the only Jamal, two though. By the way, because I thought he had bad defense most of the game, but he did step up in the clutch. Yeah, yeah, he struggled outside of that. And then Malone said tonight was just a reminder that Jamal is still a work in progress. And um, you know, if his offense isn't going, he wants him to help in other ways. Yeah, that's the bummer of the night for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we talked to Aaron Gordon, Bones Highland. I'll start with Aaron Gordon because um, you could really feel the disappointment from Aaron Gordon, and he was bummed out, man. And um, can I really like I really liked it. What'd you say, <laughs> Dylan? Can relate. Yeah, but at least I know that like Aaron Gordon cares, <laughs> you know. Like, um, I don't know, I feel like I can become really jaded just being around these guys because a lot of times it feels like we might care more than some players to totally, just after yeah. a, a loss. Yeah. But Aaron Gordon actually cares. So um, I actually like that. I like just seeing that emotion from him. And um, he was just talking about the losing streak they're on, three-game losing streak. He was saying how our energy level on the defensive end, our urgency needs to be higher. We just have to pick it up. We need to communicate better. Um, we just need to kind of lock in. Um, the focus just needs to be there. We need to more be more defensive-oriented over this next stretch of games. That has to be the priority. Um, I mean, you could just kind of feel how, how disappointed Aaron Gordon was tonight. You could even tell walking off the court, like, he was pissed. Yeah. He was definitely pissed tonight. That's, yeah, that's tough. He played so well, man. That guy is a gamer. Maybe yeah. he'll step up more in the leadership role. Maybe. We never think about him as being that guy. But well, there was a whole debate about Mr. Nugget still yeah. on the table. I mean, still, still on the table. Still on the table. For that, will the race ever be called? What is the, uh, what is the voting? <laughs> we thought everyone was Mr. Nugget, but perhaps nobody's Mr. Nugget. Yeah, maybe they, <laughs> there's a, a, an absence of Mr. We're, Nugget. We're counting ballots by hand. Actually. <laughs> That's why it's right. taking so long. Who? All right, what else? <laughs> So, I mean, Aaron Gordon, just on his offense, I mean, 27 points tonight, 10 of 13 shooting. I thought he put it uh, pretty simple and he put it pretty well. He says, look, I'm just taking what the defense gives me. I'm faster than the bigger guys. I'm bigger than the smaller guys. Like, yeah. boom, there you go. That's, that's his mindset right there. That's such a good mindset, man. Yeah. Um, and then we talked to Bones Highland as well, and uh, he was – talking about the difference between last game and this game um, and just kind of what his mentality was tonight. He says he just went out there and he was Bones Island. He said he played his game. Um, he had a conversation with Mike Mullen at shoot-around this morning about what happened in New Orleans, how he only played five minutes. He said, um, we're on the same page now. Like, Malone knows what he needs from me, and so now, now I just got to go out there. We're on the same page now. Um, he was critical of himself uh, at one point tonight. He kind of brought up one of his defensive miscues when he got caught sleeping on Finney Smith on a backdoor cut. Mm. Um, Bones definitely struggled defensively tonight. <laughs> yeah. And I, I do feel like he knows that. Um, defensively, he said, look, we're frustrated right now. 
Uh, we're losing games that we're supposed to be winning. Uh, we're not like playing with a sense of urgency. Um, the locker room is definitely frustrated. We're just giving up games. It's stuff we can control. It's not out of our control. We're just we're just giving up games literally. So just kind of more there on that. This is a frustrated locker room right now for sure. And I feel like tonight, maybe even more so because they just felt like they gave this one away. Mm. You know, they lost by uh, what was it, double digits against the Hawks, double or close to double digits double digits in New Orleans tonight like they could have had this one on their right. home floor finally where they they haven't played a lot of games they just gave this away and so there's just a lot of frustration there yeah and then the last one from Bones he was asked about what was the difference with the second unit tonight and guys he said <laughs> the difference was me being out there was what <laughs> the difference it was being out there the difference was him <laughs> being out there yeah hell yeah hell yeah <laughs> Uh, yep. <laughs> Can't argue with him. Hey, man, I noticed the same thing. <laughs> that was one of my notes. He was playing tonight. Yeah, that was good. He was good at that. That's great. He goes, it's a simple answer, me playing. Oh, man, I love it. <laughs> hey, you know what? You need, I wish I had like one one-thousandth of his confidence. I really oh, do. You would be so insufferable. Oh, oh so insufferable. You would, be, you would turn into a full megalomaniac. No one needs that. Make <laughs> sure we insult Adam at every turn. Please. Yeah, keep of course. Keep me, keep me humble here. Uh, anything else, Harrison, from the arena tonight that sticks out to you? Um... Man, anything else that stuck out to me tonight? I was hanging out with Ryan Green. That was fun. Oh, yeah. oh, that was fun. RG was at the arena. Got some, got some good, uh, got some good video. The perch, perch popping. Perch was good. Um, section one thirty is going to be the new perch because that's uh, closest to my seat. There so, you go. Make him walk yeah. the lead. So if you have ever at the <laughs> arena, guys, go to section one thirty at halftime. Yeah. Hang out with other Nuggets fans. Man, it's actually pretty cool. I missed the perch. I've been, perch been to a goddamn Nuggets game like two years. Oh, and they man, we need to get you back out there. Real quick before you go, Win, what color would you say your shirt is? Uh this is a black shirt. Oh, I thought it was olive. It looked a little olive there. Oh no, 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 no. He's, really wearing, he's wearing black on black. What do you but this is the man in black? This is our the Johnny Cash of, our, of the podcast. He so is the Johnny Cash. All right. Thanks so much, Wynn. Can't <laughs> wait to see what you cook up on online. Thanks, guys. Get home safe. Uh let's get to some super chats before we get out of here, shall we? Um oh, who wants to read these? Holy cow, I cannot see that. Uh up top, Astray. Mm -hmm. Let's make something clear. Firing Malone changes nothing. If anything, that, that it changes, makes, it changes the code. If anything, that makes if things If anything, worse. that makes things Yeah, yeah. You can see here. On the, uh, keep going. Okay. The, these issues are team-wide team issue. They have to figure this out. There were signs. Keep up the hope. Yeah. Keep I mean, the, hope the, the fire Malone stuff is like, guys, that's a conversation for much later. That's not I a conversation for now. No, you I can know. have it though. You can vent. You guys can Dude, vent. Dude, it it's frustrating. Listen, it, it is frustrating. There are some very clear things. Where you're like, man, why, why, why? why? Like, why? you have the you have the players. We have seemingly the perfect complement of players. Like, it would be nice if they could all actually get on the goddamn court at some point and yeah. actually play the way that the team has been constructed. But there are times when it's like very frustrating to be a fan of a Michael Malone led team. Um, he doesn't make great adjustments at times although i don't think tonight was a reflection of that like i think like dev said earlier he made a lot of adjustments he did things i mean zeke played a lot christian brown played a lot like he was trying things out there um 
you know, outside of just like the large philosophical thing that you're talking about, like why does this team not play with more urgency? Why are they not pushing the ball? Why are there things that seem like they're just lingering and, and um, not, you know, sort of like pushing the, the, the team in the right direction? Like I, tonight is a hard, like I, I mean, people are very mad at Michael Malone in this chat. Like <clears throat> tonight didn't feel like a Michael Malone failure to me. I don't, I don't know if you guys disagree. Like, but I mean, I don't, I, I don't, yeah, I don't think so. I, but Black, I mean, I Blacko, get, like, the Blacko minutes obviously went poorly, but I mean, that wasn't uh, something I expected. And then he made the adjustment in the second half not to play him. So, yeah, we'll see. Teams in a rut, right? They're in a hole. They just got to dig their way out. I know it. All right. Uh, drunk, drunk philosophy. Drunk philosophy. Always two dollars at a time. We have to, like, we might have to, we might end up having to raise the rate to, to what gets read. <laughs> drunk philosophy. Time to let go and just power all in offense. No D, question mark. Yeah, no. No, nope. what else? <laughs> I'm going to give a time, to, uh, like the response time will be in proportion to the Super Chat. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Okay, fair. Uh, Super Chat, $2. Super Chat, run them out. The goddamn gym. Good fashion take, Adam. You know what? I'll give this one a lot of time. Let's let this one be What a great super trait. Man, the philosophy has some really good, really good stuff to say, man. That was incredible. Great stuff. Great stuff. Let's see. LeBron, KD, and Steph average more playing time than Jokic. Anthony Davis average more. I know Jokic is hyper efficient. But is thirty one point nine minutes per game enough? I mean, we talked about that too, so we did get to all of these topics already. But I, I, I mean, this is the thing. Like with Jokic, it's like, do you want to, you want him to be fresh when it comes to the playoffs? Yes. You don't want to overuse him. He plays in such a way that he can play sixty minutes a night. We've seen him do it. Yeah. <laughs> he has a, a very like con- energy conservative style of play. Like everything he does is efficient. It would be nice uh, to get him out there longer. I mean, it's al- always around like the seven-minute mark in the fourth quarter. You're like, get him in the game. Get him in the game. It would be nice if he just played the entire goddamn fourth quarter. You know what time. else Jokic does that no one else does? Plays the whole goddamn season. So I don't know, man. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> you know, like it's I kind would rather have Yoke for 82 games than 37 minutes. It's a great point. Uh, let's see. Drunk philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, we got to raise the rate. Okay, we might <laughs> have did. to. He paid $5. Oh, really? $5. Luca went off. On his teammate for not being in position, it caused a turnover late game. Will Jokic ever hold his teammates accountable like this? Jokic doesn't yell at his teammates. Jokic gets frustrated and just like gesticulates. Yeah, I just think some people are different yeah. um, on the way that they interact with teammates. It would be great to see him have those type of moments, but maybe he just does it in a different way. We watched yeah. him with Team Serbia. He got in guys like that guy's face and was screaming. At oh him. yeah, who that old guy with the yeah, bald man. head? The Actually, old... he wasn't old. He just had he was just bald. <laughs> maybe it's a maybe it's a Caruso? language thing. Maybe, maybe he hates people that are bald. Maybe oh boy, <laughs> could be, could be, could absolutely one. be. Uh, let's see here. Dream Weaver. Yeah, uh, Brown needs more minutes. Murray needs less. Peace. <laughs> I think it's fewer, but yeah. What? Oh, you mean it was grammatically incorrect? Murray needs fewer minutes. Well, you're yeah, you're saying he needs it'd be less minute, but if it's plural, it'd be fewer. Less minutes, <laughs> less minutes, fewer minutes. This is terrible. Uh, see, <laughs> if yeah, you see him less than five dollars, I'm critiquing the yeah, really, like truly, like yeah. Spend money for a super chat, so Adam can just eviscerate your uh, very ideas. I'm just teasing, guys. Come uh, on. Super chat. Why doesn't Jamal pass to Gordon? <laughs> what? Interesting. Does he not pass to Gordon? Uh, guys, come on. Like, I mean, I don't know. 
I, I haven't noticed that. I've not noticed that either. It could be something to it. I'll have to pay attention. Uh... Let's see. This is from Alan. Uh, let's see. Is it really in-game details or are we at the point of relationship failure? Once communication and expectations fail, the solution is usually change. Everybody knows that. I'm just going to tell you from experience myself. <laughs> you just got to communicate a little bit better. Yeah, or it's dude. time to just you know get out of there and change <laughs> up and stuff like that. So you're on to something, man. I'm glad that you looked within. <laughs> Seek help. Seek help, baby. Cue that outro music there, Kale. Um, guys, thank you so much for the super chats in a loser's Yo, lounge. Man. This we was are a, the best people on earth. We are the best people on earth. I will say the chat very salty tonight. Very uh Are they uh, yelling at me? Uh yelling at you earlier. Somebody told me that no one's here for me. Uh <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, like honestly, you I'm know like, something that I real love deal assholes in the chat tonight. But all the same, we appreciate you coming. You I, love I love that our show, there's like Everybody has a favorite, you know, like there's different favorites, but there's also everyone has a least favorite. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's so really. a double edged sword. Every dog really. has his day. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> it's your day. Sometimes I'm like, live the chat, like, oh man, this guy says, cool. this is Adam's great. here. And then later it'll be like, damn it, Adam's here. They'll be like, oh, it's a terrible thing. You should kill yourself. <laughs> Jump off a bridge. Uh, you know what sucks? The Nuggets are 0 3. Um, but. This is all part of the process. Nuggets trying to become a good team. I'll tell you whose stock is up. You know whose stock is up so high right now? Who's that? Michael Porter Jr. I can't wait for that guy to get back and blow to some offensive assignments and, you know, not understand which play he's supposed to run. And, oh, by the way, Nuggets dominate when he's on the court because that's exactly what happens, and I miss it so bad. Uh, and also make just a bunch of threes. So hopefully he's healing up. Oh, Davion, you are terrible. Please never come back to our show. And I mean that very sincerely. <laughs> we, go. Go, go away forever. <laughs> there you go. Uh, everybody else, though, we've enjoyed having you guys along for this this great ride. Don't forget all the great content that we have on the DNVR.com. Harrison Wind always puts something together. Uh, we'll probably have a list up sometime before Thursday. we got to figure out this defense, man. Yeah, we got to figure it out before too long. Um, so we got to get into the film study. Brennan Vote will have some grades for you. And then we've got all kinds of cool stuff. You guys know right now what's popping off. See you buffs. Oh, if, you're, if you're a buffs fan, man, we got all kinds of cool <laughs> stuff going on on our uh, DNVR buff show. Uh, check everything else we got going on. Everybody else, we love you. Burn in hell, day. Davion. <laughs>